So, so today is a very important day in terms of the Buddhist calendar. Uh, today is when the Buddha gave the the first uh, discourse. Uh, it was the first discourse uh, of the the noble truths that the, the Buddha gave in in this world. And uh, at this time, after the the discourse, uh, Venerable Anya Kodanya uh, saw the Dhamma. Uh, he, he understood and saw the Dhamma. And out of the the five ascetics that uh, the Buddha gave this discourse to, uh, there was only one, uh, Anyakudanya, who saw the Dhamma. And so this day we celebrate uh, as Asalaha Puja. So uh, the Buddha gave uh, the teaching on Asalaha Puja day. Uh, sorry, he gave the teaching as a first discourse, a very, very simple uh, teaching, a very short uh, teaching, uh, that all things uh, that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to pass away. And this uh, is a natural phenomena that occurs uh, to all things. Uh, you know, all things we mean, uh, you know, all physical phenomena, all mental phenomena. So the physical phenomena such as all the, the, the things and objects around us, but also our own bodies, they're also of the nature to arise, uh, stay a while and pass away according to, to, the, to nature. And uh, there's also the, the mental phenomena you know, such as uh, feelings, perceptions, thoughts and consciousness. And these are also of the nature to arise and pass away. And so if uh, whoever sees clearly into this, this uh, natural phenomena, uh, this is what we call uh, seeing the Dhamma. Uh, you know, this is really just seeing impermanence, uh, really seeing impermanence. So the Buddha uh, followed by teaching that uh, this path of, of happiness or pleasure uh, and the path of, of uh, suffering and uh, mortification, you know, these are not uh, the right paths uh, to, to follow, to see the Dhamma. And these uh, provide us with uh, no, no peace uh, within the mind. And so this we call the Dhamma Chaka Pawatana Sutta, uh, the, turning, the discourse on the turning of the wheel of Dhamma. And uh, so the Buddha taught, uh, you know, bhikkhus, you know, these are two extremes that uh, one should avoid, uh, this path of, of uh, pleasure and indulgence or this path of uh, suffering or mortification. Uh, you know, if one follows this path of pleasure, then this becomes uh, the cause for suffering to arise in the future. And so the Buddha uh, followed uh, this by... by teaching on how suffering uh, arises uh, within the mind uh, you know so this you know you taught on how, not only how suffering arises but what happens uh, when there's there's no suffering within the mind how does this arise how do you practice towards this state of mind uh, and, and this is what the Buddha followed on by teaching so many of you there have uh, read a lot about the, the Four Noble Truths. And so there's probably not much need to, to talk much further about this. So you probably understand it on a, on a, a basic level. 
but to really uh, see deeper and really understand uh, deeply into these four noble truths, uh, then uh, one really has to, to practice by them and uh, to, to see them clearly. And uh, so uh, there was once when uh, the Venerable Ajahn Chah was at Wat Bangkok in uh, a, a branch monastery close to Wat Nongpapong and the group of uh, Taiwanese monks, they came uh, to, to seek answers to, to uh, these four noble truths. You know, they they'd had gone all around the world to, to ask uh, various teachers on, on uh, a description and understanding about these four noble truths. Uh, and they asked, you know, why, why do we suffer? Uh, and how do we, how do we uh, well, what do we get after we practice? And, uh, you know, how do, we, how do we get to this end of suffering? Uh, so instead of uh, answering uh, by an explanation, you know, uh, the Venerable Ajahn Chah, he answered uh, back with a question or with questions. You know, why do you eat? You know, what do you get after you eat, after you finish eating? And then how do you eat? And, uh, you know, these simple questions, after they had heard them, they uh, were very impressed and they found that they could really understand what the Four Noble Truths were about. So uh, this, this question of, uh, you know, why do you, do you eat? Uh, that uh, the Venerable Ajahn Chah answered, uh, you know, why, why do we, why do we, you know, this, uh, you know, why, why do we want to get beyond suffering? You know, this is because uh, we have to see that this body uh, is of the nature, uh, uh, is, a, is of the nature of, uh, to, uh, to be suffering. You know, for instance, we can look uh, at, you know, how come we get uh, hungry? You know, why do we have to keep getting hungry and then uh, finding food to eat uh, or drink? And then we have to keep uh, resting the body. And this is what uh, this body is. It's a, it's a kanda, we call. Uh, and this is of uh, the nature to be suffering. And so the cause of this suffering is uh, it arises from our attachments. Uh, you know, whatever we attach to, you know, this causes uh, suffering to arise. And so whatever we attach to, uh, you know, we think that it's something good, it's something that, uh, you know, gives us happiness, you know, but really if we're not uh, careful with these things that, uh, you know, we have or that we become attached to, then this becomes the cause for suffering to arise. So today is the day uh, when the Buddha taught uh, these five aesthetics uh, in the deer park and uh, this, uh, these five ascetics, they, they had uh, the Venerable Anyak Kodanya as, as the, their leader uh, of, that, of that group. And these uh, five ascetics, they had been following the, the Buddha uh, for six long years uh, in the hope that, uh, when, that if the Buddha uh, attained uh, to see the Dhamma, then he, they would, oh, sorry, then he would uh, teach them uh, after. And so this was a time when the Buddha was uh, practicing the, the practices of mortification of the body. Uh, and, uh, you know, after they saw that the Buddha had renounced these practices, they, they, they left him uh, uh, in search uh, of, of their own path. And uh, after the Buddha had seen the Dhamma, he had seen these Four Noble Truths, 
the Buddha walked from, from Gaya to uh, Varanasi or to Saranath and uh, this is where he met the five ascetics. And so if we ask the question, you know, why these five ascetics, you know, why them? Uh, this was because uh, these five ascetics and especially Venerable Anyakodanya, you know, they had not only uh, practiced within this lifetime to, to see the Dhamma, uh, but they had been practicing for, for many, many lifetimes already with the, the, the determination that they could be the first to hear uh, the teaching of the Dhamma from, from the Buddha, from the fully enlightened Buddha. And so, uh, you know, this is why after just a short teaching, they could understand the Dhamma uh, and the others followed uh, very soon after uh, in their, their attainments of the Dhamma. These days in this, uh, you know, there's many, many people that hear the Dhamma these days uh, you know, they may have heard the Dhamma more than a hundred times, you know, but how come, uh, you know, you haven't yet seen the Dhamma? Uh, you know, this is because our spiritual faculties or our uh, parameters, uh, they're just not, not uh, fully uh, developed yet. Just, we're just not there yet. And so we have to keep developing uh, faith uh, in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, uh, developing uh, more effort in the practice, um, developing more mindfulness throughout the day, uh, developing our concentration, you know, to be firm, uh, to have peace uh, in the mind, and, uh, you know, slowly wisdom will, will follow and will develop. And so when these, uh, the path factors or, or maga, you know, when this is uh, fully developed, uh, or when Magga is full, then, then we'll find that uh, seeing the Dhamma is actually very easy. Uh, do, do any of you, have any of you had the thought that, hey, how come we practice so much but we haven't seen the Dhamma yet? Have any of you had this thought before? Anyone has a good answer? So those of you that are secretly smiling, you know, maybe you've thought about this already. Uh, it's very, insp uh, very good to see that all of you are putting forth effort uh, in your practice. Uh, I give my anumodana, all my blessings, uh, for all uh, the effort that you've been putting in your practice, uh, for all uh, the faith uh, that you've developed to the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. Uh, it's very good to see that, you know, even in another country, in Singapore, uh, that many of you are very intent to, to practice this Dhamma. And so this uh, Dhamma that you're practicing by, you know, you develop it through, uh, you know, lis this listening to the Dhamma uh, as you're doing now, uh, by chanting the recollections of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, by developing uh, mindfulness uh, around your activities throughout the day, uh, you know, especially trying to meditate and practicing mindfulness in a more focused way uh, by you know, watching the in and out breath. And so even when you're listening to the Dhamma, uh, you know, there may be times when you don't really understand uh, what is being said, you know, but that, that's okay. Uh, you can uh, just develop mindfulness over the in and out breath. And you may find that just by listening in this way and uh, practicing mindfulness, even though you don't understand, 
your mind becomes very peaceful and this is uh, a way that you're paying homage to the Buddha Dhamma Sangha. So, you know, therefore, uh, many of you have uh, practiced a lot already, uh, but the Buddha uh, summarized uh, the, these teachings in something very simple uh, for us to practice by uh, this teaching that, you know, all things are of the nature to arise and pass away. Uh, just by knowing this truth, by seeing clearly into this truth, uh, this is something that will give us a lot of happiness. Uh, and so, you know, we may have uh, different feelings of pleasure or happiness arise in the mind. Uh, we have to see these things as, as not sure. Uh, you know, when we have feelings of suffering or sadness, we also have to see these things as something that's not sure, uh, that's not lasting. And so if uh, we can see clearly into this arising and passing away, uh, seeing uh, all things as, as uncertain, as not sure, then uh, this is what we call seeing the Dhamma. Uh, this is what we call attaining to Sotapanna or uh, entering the stream of Dhamma. And so uh, we all have to practice and train uh, the mind uh, in the same way like uh, Venerable Anya Kodanya, uh, we have to train in the way that when uh, feelings of happiness arise, then uh, you know, we think of this as not sure. When feelings of sadness arise, you know, this is also not sure. When we have pleasure, liking, this is not sure. If we have uh, disliking, this is also not sure. And so we have to see all things as being impermanent, uh, all the physical and mental phenomena as impermanent. And if we keep developing mindfulness this, in this way, uh, within the present moment, you know, for these feelings arising, we recognize them, uh, then this is how we can uh, start to let go and start to make the mind uh, empty. And if we can develop these, uh, this emptiness within the mind uh, more, then uh, this is uh, a very great benefit of the practice uh, because the Buddha said uh, this is the, the cause uh, for seeing the Dhamma. So making the mind empty, this is a cause for seeing the Dhamma. Uh, so at the moment, uh, when you have feelings of happiness, you know, how do you practice? What do you do? Or when you have feelings of sadness or suffering in the mind, you know, how do you practice? What, what, what do you do? How do you deal with it? You know, I ask this question because when you uh, go about your daily activities, uh, for instance, going to, to work, uh, you, know, you have a lot of emotions, a lot of uh, mental uh, objects or a lot, of, a lot of things that are constantly entering the mind. And uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are entering the mind, but when we have uh, very little mindfulness very little concentration and very little wisdom, uh, then it becomes very difficult. We keep receiving uh, things from the outside, but we can't let go of them. And so in the beginning, we have to practice uh, developing a lot of patience, a lot of endurance. Uh, when we have uh, these, these things uh, entering the mind that, that, we, that bring us uh, unease or, or suffering, 
And so we have to practice by, by developing our chanting, uh, doing our meditation, and really trying to develop a lot of mindfulness uh, throughout the day. You know, this is very important. And so, you know, what do you, what do, you do when you have feelings of happiness or suffering? Uh, you know, wh- you know how, do you, how do you deal with it? You know, what do you do when you have these feelings of happiness or sadness? <clears throat> so, uh, you, know, this is, uh, you know, this is correct. Uh, when these feelings arise or when thoughts arise, you know, the mind will start to proliferate a lot, so you have to have a lot of mindfulness. Uh, but sometimes it's, it's, or often it's difficult to, to maintain mindfulness uh, in, those, in those states. Uh, so you can bring the mind back to uh, a meditation mantra such as Bhutto or uh, develop mindfulness over the, the in and out breath. Uh, and this is the way that you develop concentration uh, so, you know, if the mind proliferates too much, it's a sign that there isn't enough concentration and so uh, you should uh, come back to your meditation object. So, does anyone have any uh, questions, dumber questions uh, they want to ask? Unpleasant moods arise uh, based on other people. Uh, you'll find that the mind does try, does proliferate a lot. It keeps going out, uh, and so at these times, then uh, you really have to try your best not to to speak uh, in bad ways about about this or to other people. Uh, you know, this is a practice of of sila of morality. And so, you know, you have to try to develop the, the practice of uh, coming back to your, your meditation object, like you said, uh, and try to develop concentration and peace within the mind. And this will be able to overcome these uh, unwholesome states of mind. Uh, so that's probably enough for the, the Dhamma talk session.